Welcome to Omo, our mouse overlord, our brand new Disney podcast. I'm Devin Brooks with Rob Hoyt. Hey. Hey. And this is episode two. Um, so today we'll be discussing some recent Disney news as well as kind of diving deeper into Rob's history with the mouse. So. Oh, geez. Yeah. So <laughs> the reason I played that clip at the very beginning of this episode is because Sadly, Russie Taylor, the voice of Minnie Mouse for the past 30 years, passed away on July 26 at 75 years old. So that clip was her and her uh, deceased husband just singing uh, Wish Upon a Star. So I thought it was kind of a good song to, a little sad, but good song to start the start the podcast mm-hmm. off with. But so, so. Well, you know, se- I mean, 75 years, I feel like is not. I mean, she still she still should have more years. To me, once you hit eighty five, I think that's that's a good number. But seventy five is kind of it's kind of sad, little, and, you know. Little soon, but but so uh, mm-hmm. for for a little bit of kind of background on Russie Taylor, uh, obviously I just said that she was the voice of Minnie Mouse for thirty years. She started in nineteen eighty, I believe, is when she well that's when she started voice acting, and shortly after she picked up Minnie Mouse, and so she's been that ever since. So that's that's pretty crazy. Um, She's also been the voice of Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Um, she's been a voice as a nurse mouse on Rescuers Down Under, near and dear to your heart. Oh. I know. Uh, she was a voice on DuckTales, and she even did voices when they re... Um, a few years ago, they kind of re-dubbed over My Neighbor Tortoro, and she did a bunch of voices on that. So she's she's all over the place with, with as far as Disney goes. So. Wow. Yep. Uh, the the kind of the kind of awesome thing is that she was actually married to the voice of Mickey Mouse Wayne Allwine. Um, she was Mickey. He was Mickey Mouse from 1977 to 2009. They actually got married in 1991, and they were together until his passing in 2009. So kind of awesome. Isn't that, yeah, isn't that crazy? Just yeah. imagine like the real life Mickey and Minnie were actually married. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't dive too deep into it because I'm curious if if they met on set or if they like. I'm I'm curious. I should have looked more into like the backstory of them. Maybe I'll have to do that. You know, on another day. But well, this just happened. I think like two days ago yeah. or like a yeah. couple of days ago. So from the day we're recording it, it's two oh, days yeah. ago. So yeah, I mean this this probably won't get posted for another couple of days. Give it a little breathing mm-hmm. room. But but yeah, it's it's just happened. So you know, it's a good thing to lead off with. So I did have um, just the the quote from the Walt Disney Company that I figured I'd read. So uh, their their quote was, Minnie Mouse lost her voice with the passing of Russie Taylor. For more than 30 years, Minnie and Russie worked together to entertain millions around the world, a partnership that made Minnie a global icon and Russie a Disney legend, beloved by fans everywhere. We're so grateful for Russie's talent as well as the tremendous spirit and great joy she brought to everything she did. It was a privilege to have known her and an honor to have worked with her. And we take comfort in the knowledge that her work will continue to entertain, entertain and inspire for generations to come. Russie will be sorely missed and our hearts go out to her family and friends along with our deepest condolences. So that was Bob Iger, 
the chairman and chief executive officer of Walt Disney Company. Yeah, I mean, that's a very nice thing for him to say. I mean, obviously, you know, Minnie and Mickey are everything to yeah, Disney. Sure. And, you know, like, the, I mean, you can't think of Disney and not think of Mickey. And obviously, clearly, his Mickey's love of his life, yep. which is Minnie. So it's just one of those things where it was nice for him to go out and say that. Um, I... I'm, you know, I'm still kind of because I just found out about it myself. Yep. So I'm still trying to take that in. Um, I did put uh, condolences on the Twitter for her and her family, and hopefully, uh, I wish them all the best. And then, you know, uh, I really hope the next Disney movie that comes out, they do a tribute because that's always a good thing. Yeah. I love when Disney does stuff like that. I, I bet they'll do something real big at D23. I don't think there's another Disney movie that comes out before then, so they'll probably have kind of a in memoriam thing there. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, but as soon as, as soon as I saw that she passed away, the first thing I thought about was, was your daughter Braylon about how much she loves Minnie that, Oh my gosh. Oh yes. I mean, <laughs> you've, you've probably got all of her songs and all of her Disney's clubhouse themes stuck in your head on a constant loop. Well, so the, the top three things that play in my household is, uh, Mickey Mouse clubhouse, which sure. she's, she voiced, she's sure. in it. Yep. Uh, Minnie's, uh, Boutique, which is uh, clearly her. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then the um, the thing that she's been watching a lot more l- lately, which is the newest thing. Um, you could probably hear her screaming yeah, right I now. I do. <laughs> uh, she's very she's very excited. Uh, is uh, it's it's like uh, the mascot mascot. It's like Mickey's workout, basically. It's called like Mouska Mouskateer or something like that. I don't know, but it's really cool. It's basically everyone from the clubhouse in the um, in Minnie's boutique, and they're just. You know, they're just working out, and it's very, it's very animated and fun. And my daughter loves it. Um, she's still young. I don't think she's going to understand. Sure, of course not. But uh, it's just sad because you know, I know they'll someone else will step up to the plate and do it pretty well. Yeah. But it's just not. The, it won't be the same. So. Yep. Uh, living legend. So rest in peace, Minnie. Rest in peace, Russie. Um, another voice that Russie did was she was. Sherry and Terry and Martin on The Simpsons, which kind of lead, yeah, which kind of leads me into <laughs> our next brief topic. So now that The Simpsons are officially part of Disney, which you know, I remember we had a podcast on your show, Couch on Fire. Oh yeah, like probably what about it a, a year ago, roughly that. Yeah, where we, uh, yeah, it was it was it was about a year ago when I first when I first started the podcast. You were like in the. You were like in the first couple episodes. I wanted to definitely talk to you about Disney, and um, yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember that we were unsure if The Simpsons counted as part of it. Like we were, we did question that, but it it's it definitely are. So the reason the reason that I bring that up is because it was announced that The Simpsons are actually coming to D twenty three. So they're going to have their own panel on August twenty fourth at ten a.m. So that it feels really weird, doesn't it? Uh, it does, but it doesn't. It's it's kind of weird. I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I haven't really. When I was a child, huge Simpson fan. I mean, it was it was when I had bad times or when my stomach was upset or I don't know. I I just remember any time I was very depressed. This was one of the cartoons that really made me happy because it did come on all the time because they showed reruns constantly, and um. You know, it, it was one of the things that made me happy. But so did Disney. So I'm I'm excited for them to be together. This marriage is going to be great. I am just a little concerned because the, you know Simpson fans are loyal fans. Oh, I'm one of you them. Know? 
Yeah. So and they are just one of those things where it's like, you know, everyone's scared of change, especially if you've been doing the same thing for a, a good amount of time and it's been working. So I, I'm, you know, I feel like everyone's so scared that you know Disney's going to pull pull the plug on Simpsons because profitable wise merchandise wise i'm sure simpsons is doing amazing they got that thing in universal they got here in myrtle beach they actually have a whole section of simpsons now and so they're doing well that way i just don't know tv wise the ratings have been wishy-washy yeah and i don't know if disney's just going to keep it riding it until the wheel falls off or they're just going to be like well we'll see how well it does on disney plus and if it doesn't do well we're just gonna get rid of it I think they. I think at this point, because The Simpsons has been on for, uh, is it thirty years? Oh <laughs> yeah, over thirty years. Uh, that they are going to say when they're going to stop. But either way, I think that's soon. Like like you said, it's clearly not the same level that it was when it was this cultural icon. So yeah, I th- I think Disney knows better not than to rock the boat and say no, we're going to cancel you. I think they're going to let them go another season or two i don't i think even the people that are making it are probably like yeah it, it's probably about time so maybe a yeah. few more seasons and they'll probably wrap it up but well if you think if you think about it i mean with the simpsons they've um you know the 90s were the biggest thing for them you know like all the 90s and the early 2000s was big and i just remember as a teenager like seeing celebrities all they wanted to do is just see themselves on the simpsons oh yeah yeah <laughs> it was like it was like the thing to be the thing to do um, obviously, competition came in with Family Guy and South Park, but it really, but it was like it's a weird, it's a weird world for that kind of stuff because it's not really competitions. They both, they, all three of them, admire each other so much, and they always compete with each other. But um, I, I too, I do agree that it, the time has, the time has come. But it is, it is just one of those things where I don't want it. I want it to naturally end. I don't want Disney to just abruptly end it like certain things on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I mean, with The Simpsons, I mean, if if you, I've heard interviews with Matt and Trey who do South Park, and I've heard interviews of Mike Judd who do, who Judge who did uh, King of the Hill. Oh, yeah. Basically, anybody that has made kind of a quote unquote adult cartoon, it's all because of The Simpsons. So, I mean, they are mm-hmm. they are the Godfather for that genre. Oh, yeah. So, but the other thing, so a couple more things on that uh, that I'm interested about is one so with them in the fold i'm curious what that does with universal studios like do they have a weird contract where they can keep the park and it's just at the show or will disney say no we have to we're pulling that back because that's a huge part of universal um i didn't even think about that damn um that's yeah i didn't even think about that that's uh that could be concerning yeah um like I know, yeah. I know Universal still has like they still have pieces of Marvel, which is kind of weird. You know, they they have that oh, like Spider Man Spider- ride, right? Yeah. And they have a bit of like a mar- a superhero kind of area to it. So I'm guessing it's different contracts. I'm guessing that it's different worlds because otherwise we probably would have heard about yeah. it already. But it it is it is interesting that you know again this it's we we're so used to saying oh yay. Disney got um, you know X Men and they got the Fantastic Four. We forget about all the other properties that like all of a sudden Avatar is Disney and all of a sudden The Simpsons are Disney and you're like, good lord, I really have to th- sit down and think about everything that's now Disney. So is is that a good or bad thing? You know, we well well when we talk when we finally sit down and talk about like the parks and stuff, 
My biggest, my, one of the things that um, I would say, and it goes along with the Simpson thing. So say if they did take Simpsons, where would they put it? Are they running <laughs> out of room? Like I'm, I'm literally, I'm a little concerned with all these uh, improvements and stuff. And, and I understand that they're taking rides at you know, like ET and Jaws and things like that, that are kind of like outdated, the tower of terror. And I know, you know, I don't know that I'm getting into something that we'll talk about later, Yeah. but yeah, we'll, we'll that's fine. But it's just one of those things where I don't, don't know if there's going to be a room. If I was them, I mean, I don't know, charge universal rent. <laughs> <laughs> charge, charge them some kind of fee. Like, you can keep it and make profit off of it. But we want 10% of everything you make, even if it do, even if it doesn't go to Simpsons. I mean, you're, I mean, you're kind of joking, but that's the deal that Disney has with Sony, with, with yeah. Spider-Man. I mean, they make the Spider-Man movie. Sony makes all the money from Spider-Man. But they get to incorporate him into the MCU so Sony doesn't see any of the profit for like the Avengers or when he came in for uh. Civil War so yeah I mean they could possibly do it you know like you said we can kind of get into like a, a a park map episode at some point and we can go over that more but but yeah it's just still interesting um, but I got one more thing with the Simpsons with this is that also it was announced that and you, you touched base on it real quick but that all of the Simpsons are coming to Disney Plus, which again we kind of talked about it on episode one. Like, you bring on thirty seasons worth of the Simpsons that I, I remember FX spent a ton of money to get those rights, and I'm assuming they just yeah. are going to lose it now. Unless I mean, shoot, is FX owned? I don't even know. Like, there's so many different moving parts. Is FX owned by Disney now? It might be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what di- what doesn't Disney own? There's <laughs> basically. There, that's probably an easier question to answer, but yeah. So, but it's just another thing. I so that kind of got me down a rabbit hole of just looking up everything from that's going on to Disney uh-huh. Plus, and it's just loaded. I mean, they they don't have all of the Disney properties coming right away, but I I went on to Oh My Disney, and they have like a listing of all the movies that are, that will be there in the year. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a mile long of just quality movie after quality movie it's not it's not like netflix where it's movie after movie that's like meh i don't want to watch that all right fact check they do they do own fx fxx fxm and fx productions there you go i just looked at on wikipedia so hopefully uh that's correct (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah so they do own that so so then so they'll probably still have it on fxx but then they'll also have all of it you know streaming on on disney plus so that that makes sense Oh, yeah. I didn't even know they own uh, Lifetime. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, real quick, I just one more thing about uh, Simpsons. Yeah, sure. Here, I live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and uh, they opened up a Quickie Mart and a 4D Simpson ride, which me and you rode on when we were in Universal. Yep. Um, well, they have it here. It's the theater, um, the, Ac- the Axotique uh, Theater. And um, you can go there and buy things. And I recently just bought a uh, Buddha Homer Simpson, which, by the way, is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I just wanted to throw it out there. That's that's pretty funny. If there was a reason to come visit that wasn't just to say hello to your family, it's definitely going to be The Simpsons. That that would be the one that kind of pulled me over there instead. But oh yeah, we had a um, we have a mutual friend. His name is uh, Greg Mack, yep. and uh, he lost it. He didn't even know. He was like, "What? This is here?" <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, because they have flame and mo's. They have everything that you can think of in this little quickie mart. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'll I'll, de- I'll, def- I'll definitely have to visit that place. But, and then the last thing on Disney Plus is something that 
everyone must be super excited about is that they're right off the bat they're going to have the three caballeros so that's worth your 7.99 to get <laughs> disney plus so there you go but all right so mo- not, i know you're excited about that <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you I'm me and maybe six other people in the world are excited that the three cop errors is, is coming to, to Disney plus, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. So, so, all right. So moving on from the Simpsons, um, there was another big story for the Disney box office that Disney recently broke its own record from 2016 for box office sales. So in 2019, they have sold more than $7.6 billion worth of revenue. Rob, what month are we in? I think we're in July. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're currently recording in July, I think, and I and I think at the end there's there's still three more movies coming out <laughs> yeah. that were already filmed. And so, yep. are you kidding me? And in Star Wars, are you kidding me? I like I can't wait to. We should do a podcast episode in January. Talk about what they did in 2019 uh, overall. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll, we're kind of gonna like quickly touch base with that now but yeah well we can go kind of more in depth but it it's how do you top a record for a year in a half a year and it's a record that you already own like it's completely nuts like that doesn't make any sense but well i mean i think it's a combination of obviously uh you know movie tickets are have gone up in price yeah that definitely definitely helps them out um and and the sheer amount of things they own, they can put out like 15 different things. Like like just this year alone, they have Marvel movies. They have actually have Disney movies that are only, you know, were made by Disney. And then they, um, then they have Star Wars. I mean, they, yeah. they, those, those three things are just crazy. <laughs> yeah, so last week's top three movies were number one, Lion King, number two, Spider-Man, and number three, Toy Story 4. So the top three movies in the country were Disney movies, so... Yeah. makes sense that they have already oh, yeah. but I mean you kind of touched on it so I, I wrote out the the next you know uh, Disney movies that are still coming out for the year that are just going to contribute to this monster record I mean this record it's only going to well I say it won't get beat but then next year Disney will probably just beat their current record so they'll probably just do yeah. this for every year from here on out but so in October 18th the sequel to Maleficent comes out, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. So I couldn't stand the first Maleficent. I thought it was awful. <laughs> I thought it was okay. I, the story is just, I, I don't know. I didn't, I honestly didn't like Angelina Jolie in it. See, I liked I, Angelina Jolie. I just didn't like that. They made one of the most evil Disney characters ever try to be sympathetic. I'm like, yeah, that just doesn't work for me. Yeah. But but despite me not liking it, it made seven hundred and fifty-eight million dollars. So, mm-hmm. if if it repeats that, I don't think it will. I think it'll probably make less than that. I mean, if it comes close to that, you're adding another three quarters of a billion to their record already. Oh yeah. So so. Then, well, if that doesn't if that doesn't make it, the next movie. Yeah. <laughs> will definitely make that money. <laughs> so then the next big release after that is Frozen Two. Which comes out November twenty second. Oh my gosh! I think I'm not. I think Frozen one topped two billion. It went over a, mil, a billion, but I think it topped two also. So I was so I really don't remember where I was when Frozen came out. 
I remember hearing about it and I was I wasn't intrigued. I remember Disney kind of had a dry spell with movies that were like classic Disney format and I know it you know for a while it was just Pixar and for a while it was just things like that. So I know that when it came out it was like everyone was really excited. Now I lived in North Carolina when it came out and everyone was really excited because the person that sung that came up with the song, the theme song is from North Carolina. Okay. And so they were losing it all over the radio. They were talking about it. Um, and I saw it was it was good. It was good. It was funny. I think, um, you know, honestly, the funniest character in that whole movie is the uh, elk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just I, I love Disney animals are great. Sure. I'm just any anytime there's movies with like humans, wherever the animal is, there's always that one animal that's just so amazing. Oh, yeah. And they do a really good job at doing that. So I'm excited for Frozen 2. I, I really, I mean, my daughter won't be, we'll probably, we'll probably try to see that movie. I don't know. She's so obsessed with Minnie and Mickey. That sure. I don't think she's, she's got tunnel vision. So I don't know if I would personally go see it. It's one of those things where I'll just wait till it comes on DVD. Or when it comes to Disney Plus. <laughs> or when it comes to Disney Plus. You know, I still haven't seen Spider-Man. No. Well, no, um, I know all about it because I am a um, spoiler junkie. It's one <laughs> thing I, I do have to say, <laughs> but um, yeah. Well, I know with Frozen, I know me and my wife saw it twice in theaters. I it was it was fine. Mel- Melissa just loved it, and I think we got kind of some fatigue with it just because of how it was everywhere. But I enjoyed it. I mean, it looks like from the trailer that they're. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been I think five years since. Frozen yeah. came out. It came out uh, in 2013, so more than that, actually. So I, it looks like they're going a little bit more adult, and it looks like they're kind of not maybe. I mean, not adult, but going a little bit older. I mean, it looks a little bit more serious. So I'm excited. It, it looks fun. I mean, we're gonna go see it in theaters. So, but and and I got the actual note. So it was actually like about 1.3 billion dollars that it makes. So it 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 oh. crushed it. Yeah. So it didn't make okay. the two, but still, but. It's. I think that this one is definitely going to be right back up there with that. So I think it's going to easily make another billion dollars with this one. So. Okay. That's and, exciting. And then the last big release of this year um, is Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, which comes out December twentieth. So, seven point six <laughs> billion. You know, we're gonna throw another easy billion on top of that for each well, of these movies. Well, you gotta look at it too uh, with Star Wars. If you're going to stay within the 2019 timeline, you only have 11 days. But I can see it happening because <laughs> you got um, – with Star Wars, I mean, that's that's a that's an episode by itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I, you know, it's exciting because, you know, you got the original director from um, the the not the not the last Jedi. What was the, Force Awakens? Yep. So you got J.J. Abrams. He's coming back, which is going to be which everyone really likes because the Force Awakens was much better than the last Jedi. So that everyone's excited about that, and this should be the conclusion of everything. It's supposed to be. Yep. It's supposed to be. Yeah. So that's going to be exciting. That's going to be crazy. I mean, they're going to make so much money. Yeah. I mean, obviously there was a bit of a. You know, I'm I'm a huge Star Wars apologist, so I'll I'll kind of fight most people on on saying if a movie was bad in the Star Wars world. But but I I I get it with uh with the last one with the Force Awakens. I mean, not the Force Awakens with mm-hmm. um Last Jedi. Like I I was pretty disappointed. I it definitely had some moments that I was you know 
put my nose up to and then rogue one didn't make nearly as much money as they thought it would so there's definitely a bit of you know fatigue and a bit of hesitation with star wars fans because they're worried that they're gonna just keep messing it up so but i'm hopeful and even though all those people are like uh the last one sucked they'll they'll all come right back for this one so I mean, I'm I'm one of the few people that were a huge fan of the prequels, so I I think I'll enjoy this one just as much as I mean I liked all of, I even liked the solo movie I thought it was great I thought I, I mean, thought solo was it good. was very it was very entertaining I thought it was it was really cool things should have should have I feel like maybe they they try to capitalize too much and that's probably why you know that's why they came out with it so I'm glad that they're stepping back a little bit from it but um it was good I liked it. yeah. Yeah, I I think I think this one will at least regain some of the form. One, like you said, it's supposed to be the last one of the Skywalker saga. It won't be the last Star Wars movie, of course, because you know they paid so much money for this, so they're going to keep going with it. But this is the last official, you know, Skywalker movie. But yeah, I think everyone's going to be right back to it. I mean, they're they're going to. It's happened. It happened with all the prequels. Everyone was like, oh, I hated this one. You even though you liked it, most most people did not like it. I liked it more than most people, but they all came right yeah. back to episode two and right back to episode three. So it, it's going to be the same thing here. Yep. Yeah. All right. But so again, Disney obviously crushing it in the box office. You could spend 10 seconds for every podcast and just say, what's the number one movie in America? I bet you it's a Disney movie. And most of the time you'd probably be right, but you know, so moving on, um, we had, <laughs> there's kind of a, Kind of a ridiculous story that popped I, up. I, I saw this in my newsfeed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the worst thing is that, you know, with with the internet sometimes, and it's it's why I haven't had social media until I started with this podcast. Is just that sometimes something can just get refound because this is actually an older Facebook post that just kind of resurfaced. But yeah, with it, uh, it kind of sparked a debate which maybe it's not much of a debate but we'll kind of discuss it so I'm going to say I I gave you kind of half the quote I'm going to read the whole quote because it's pretty entertaining Um, so I'll I'll, I'll kind of censor myself for for some of the profanity that that they put in this podcast in case anyone eventually listens as a a young child but alright so so here's, here's the quote that's kind of getting everybody hyped up so some old woman, I'm assuming, her name is Karen, and I'm assuming she's got kind of a short haircut, and she would ask to see our manager. She posted, <laughs> It pisses me off to no end when I see childless couples without at Disney World. Frowny face, frowny face, frowny face, frowny face, frowny face, frowny face. DW is a family amusement park, yet these immature millennials throw away their money on useless crap. They have no idea the joy and happiness it is for to mothers who buy their babies treats and toys. They will never experience the exhaustion that it is to chase a three-year-old around and getting stares at assuming I'm a bad mother. This, blank, in some very, blank, shorts, was buying a Mickey pretzel and ate it one and one, but the line was very long, so I said later, and it broke his poor little heart, and he cried. I wanted to take that blanking pretzel from that blank <laughs> like thanks blank you made my son cry frowny 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 dw is for children people without children need to be banned mothers with children should be allowed to skip all the line you have no 
blanking idea what it's like to have to stand in line for three hours with a cranky, tired, exhausted toddler. And I can't just tell him that we can't do something because it's his vacation too. I blanking hate childless women with a burning passion. Frowny face, frowny face, frowny face. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You got you got pretty aggressive. Yeah, it was no, pretty I, fun. I'm going to say this right now. It was. Ex- she says that it's exhausting. It like it ex- it's exhausting to see all this. You know how much it's probably it, it's exhausting hearing this. Um, <laughs> I was ex- like, I was exhausted to say it. Yeah, I mean, you know how much she. Uh, I, I mean, I I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, for one, okay. So, what what is Disney World? You got to go back to the source. Right. Disney World's like like basically mission statement is to make a um like a place where people from all over right. the world can come you know any size any any old any age any color any race any anything under the sun um to just come and enjoy themselves and imagine being a part of you know this fantastical fantasy so her just saying all this like she's she she's probably from New York, even though I, <laughs> sorry, New York listeners. Um, but she's just I don't understand why she why she had to take the time to say this and why she had to make it public. I mean, by the time you said this whole thing and made it so public, you know how many more pretzels you could have got or so many more pretzels. So many pretzels. Just stand in line and get a pretzel. Poor Aiden yeah. can't get a pretzel because he's got an awful mom. Yeah. Oh man, but you know, so it's it's kind of weird. Um, my first time, it, it's kind of it kind of goes into my first experience with Disney World. But my first time ever going to Disney World, I literally was like what twenty six, twenty seven, you know. So I I'm a millennial. You're okay. a millennial. Yep. I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, people born in like eighty four and up are millennials, <laughs> and you know, I enjoyed it. You found your inner kid. Yep. Like this is the stuff that we grew up on. This the nineties to me. Disney in the 90s was everything and even the early 2000s. So oh man, it's just exhausting. I just this lady. <laughs> so one kind of side tangent and you kind of brought it up is I always think it's so funny how people st- still talk about millennials like they're 15 years old. Like millennials at this point the age range is from 1981 to 1996 born. So millennials yeah. are 23 as the youngest millennial and they go up to 38 like it, it, that that part's always funny to me. Like, these are actually the people that should probably be at Disney World, whether they have a kid or not. But yeah, like what you're. I again. Well, I th- wait, go ahead. I look. I look at it like this. Some fun facts about Disney. Around the '90s, Disney wasn't doing too well. They had. I I actually read this on Disney's website. They were kind of struggling a little bit in the early early '90s. In the you know in. They were coming out with movies and they were hits, but they weren't like obviously making as much as they're making now. Um, so to me, millennials helped m- pave the road for Disney to make it the way it is now. So why? So you should. This lady should be thanking us. <laughs> <laughs> Our money. You know how much money we've spent on Disney stuff. So because of us, <laughs> your three-year-old son can have a pretzel. <laughs> yeah, a couple, a couple things. I think clearly this woman is just an angry woman like some people just like to be angry and they like to broadcast it and this is her um the other thing is i i think it's one of those things where it's nowadays you get stories that are non-stories like 
when that first incident came out about the out, you know, quote unquote outrage about Ariel being um, a black chick now, as opposed to how she used to be a white chick, I saw hundreds of mentions and hundreds of quotes about how people need to get over it. But then I hardly saw any people actually outraged. So I think that it always, like, you always hear about the aftermath much more than you actually hear about, you know, what when it actually happened. So I think that, you know, this probably happened. There was probably 800,000 people that said, you're an idiot, Karen. Like, just get over it. And then, so now we hear about it, and it seems like it's it's a big deal when really everybody's like, yeah, this isn't a big deal. So, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I laugh because of Karen. Just the name Karen. <laughs> it's 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 always Karen. It's always a Karen, and she's she's going to walk into one of your store, and she's going to demand to talk to you about a three cents price difference. I guarantee it. So you'll you'll meet this woman someday. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, but I think in the end, um, how I feel about the whole debate, that the situation that we see she was in. Um, as a parent, okay, I, I am a parent. I have a four-year-old. And if okay. something would have happened where my daughter couldn't get the thing that we were waiting for or somehow, you know, somebody ran into us and we dropped it and <laughs> we spilled it. I mean, yes, the first reaction is to be angry. But you're in one of the most magical places yep. or supposed to be the most magical place in the whole entire world. And you're literally going to be so irate that – the rest of your trip, you're going to be upset. And then when you go back to your room, which is probably still in Disney, yep. and you're, you're going to complain about this place that you're at just because of someone doing, you know, what happens to you probably every day at like 7-Eleven or something else. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, I, I personally think that, you know, this is a stupid thing. This yep. was probably, this is, you know, it's just, yeah, no it's, one really, t- it's just, uh, it's, Exhausting. That's what it is. <laughs> it, it entertained me. Anyone that gets this mad about anything, let alone about people who don't have kids going to a an amusement park, that mm-hmm. it I just find that funny. Obviously, I have no issue with a couple without a kid or a single individual without a kid going to the park. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, everybody should enjoy it. It's this this whole thing was just kind of funny to me, and I thought it'd be you know entertaining to talk about it. I mean. We we kind of you kind of touched base on it because you said when you were 26, I was at the park also. I mean that was the second yeah. time that I've been. So it was you, your wife, me, my wife. The four of us went and we didn't have any kids there and we had a heck of a good time. I mean, we were exhausted. I mean we went we went to God we went to every, oh, every park. We, oh yes, and Universal. And you Universal. know it's not part of yeah it's not yeah. part of Disney, but we yeah. still did. Hey, we went to the we went to the Simpsons area. That's close enough right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I, I regret, and but th- that's the cool thing about Disney World. So we went, we spent what a, a week in yeah, Disney. I think ten days. And yeah, we we spent a long time there. But I also do think that um, we could have spent a month there and still <laughs> not seen seen everything. And I'm excited because they they are trying to stay relevant and they're changing things. But now I'm really excited because my daughter loves Disney. Yep, and it, me- it means a lot to me because I grew up with Disney, which we're probably going to talk about soon. Like it meant a lot to me growing up, so it's really cool to see her doing the same things. It might not be the same characters because I wasn't the hugest fan of the mouse growing True. up, the actual mouse. Right, but I right. love Disney products, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but um, but so it's just 
it, I was always told Disney's fun when you're when you don't have kids, but it's even better when you see the reaction of your child. So like I'm really I'm really excited to I don't know I still don't know the proper age because she's four, she understands a little bit. I don't know if it's uh I don't know if the proper age should be like five or six. So we'll see what happens. I actually plan on going relatively soon. Yeah. Well at least to one park very soon. I think you're right at like the early spot of it being her being old enough like i think you're yeah. right probably five or six is the sweet spot i think my wife went at five or six the first time and she says she can still remember it i okay my first time wasn't until i was i think 22 and yours was until 26 so we we definitely did not go you know that young but i think that you'll be okay in that age range but yeah i mean oh, yeah so what you're basically telling me is that karen is right and that you can only go there with your child, and now me and Melissa can never go again, you sick man. I'm sorry. I'll take pictures. I'll send it to you. You want a pretzel? I'll yeah. get you a pretzel. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> bring, bring me back a pretzel, because I'm, I'm no longer allowed to go. And apparently, Well, you know, the, their, their pretzels are shaped as mouths. That's, that's true. Cheers. That's true. <laughs> and apparently I can't wear my, my short shorts, because that was her issue with the blanking out shorts yep so oh, we're, i know what, what, what fun is this so all right karen so we're, we're going we spent too much time talking about your ridiculousness and i hope that you've learned to enjoy life a little bit more since you posted that but so thanks karen thanks karen <laughs> thanks for the content karen <laughs> that's right appreciate you <laughs> so so that was that was all the news that i kind of found for the week i probably missed some stuff but you know like starting out early on i'm probably gonna miss some stuff so if, if i miss anything i'll t we'll touch base with it you know the next week before yeah. we get into the you know the meat and potatoes most likely every week we'll kind of do a quick news recap and then we can get into whatever topic we have so this time obviously it was a kind of a heavy amount of news to talk about but what i wanted to do afterwards is do more of what i did in the introduction podcast that i did by myself the awkward awful 15 minute podcast that i did by myself and oh, i want you to let you have a chance to kind of introduce yourself to how you know disney has affected you and how and you know your favorite moment your favorite you know movies whatever you kind of want to talk about we'll touch we'll start there and and i'll kind of branch off of whatever you go with so so what you got Okay, um, I, like, I like being on the spot. Yeah, throw um, it on. <laughs> uh, I'll say my earliest memory of Disney. Uh, my grandfather used to make me watch one of the one of this. There's a Disney movie that a lot of people never talk about anymore. Uh oh. And I haven't actually. I've never hear any of my friends really talk about this. I know you know what it is, but I know a lot of my friends they never bring up this Disney movie. It's kind of one of those hidden gems. But my grandfather loved it. I remember. I don't know how old I was one of the early I was, I was very young but i used to watch it with them and we used to have so much fun um it was called fantasia sure and that was like the earliest memory i had of, of disney was fantasia i had fun it's not because minnie was playing in orchestra <laughs> <laughs> it was because of the dancing brooms i've always loved the dancing brooms to this day i thought about getting the tattoo of the dancing broom because it meant a lot me and my grandfather kind of joke about it because he used to my grandma would sweep and you know they was they used to do some cool things they were very animated and my grandfather loved um like was it white uh was it uh white fang and homeward bound like he loved um you know movies about animals that are disney properties yep. 
and uh you know so I, I just watched a lot of disney with my grandfather yeah so but um but yeah so, so that was like that was like one of my earliest first memories of disney yeah so 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 you're so the biggest thing you know take away from that is is that it was such a bonding experience with your grandparents because i i had something oh, yeah. super similar i mean like I, I mentioned it in, in the preview uh, podcast, but again, that was kind of short, and if people didn't listen to that one, I kind of prefer them to jump onto one anyway, so I'll, I'll yeah. reiterate a little bit, but, you know, I bonded with my grandparents about it, too. Uh, my Every weekend, I would stay with my grandma, so and she had a ton of VHSs, so we would just make her watch the same Disney movies every week, week after week. That was where I became fan of Three Copa Airs. That's where I saw great mouse detective that's where i saw one of your favorites you know rescuers down under like all all of those movies are when my poor grandma would just be stuck watching these just on a loop until we broke through the vhs's um (laughs) and then on my other side my my pop um that's i bonded with him because he was one of those old guys that you see in mcdonald's for like 15 hours a day so he would he would just sip his coffee with his buddies and because he did that he would you know obviously you knew the staff and so he would end up getting all of those super oh, the, cheap the toys yeah oh yes so <laughs> those awful cheap i mean they were they were so cheap those awful cheap toys that would come out for every new disney movie and he would get them all and those would be our christmas and birthday presents and it was amazing to us we we're like oh my god he got the whole set how'd he do that <laughs> you know <laughs> Oh man, I just those toys meant a lot to me. I used to, um, I just, I remember taking a bath, and I used to have a little flounder, sure, from uh, from Little Mermaid. You got them from, you got them, you got all the cool toys you got from McDonald's. Never Burger King. I don't understand why, but <laughs> but McDonald's always had the cool toys. Um, no offense, Burger King. <laughs> and uh, so I just remember playing that. I, I really do. One, one. Uh, I have a story that I have never really told anybody. Um, it's not really a bad story or anything. It's it's a, it's a, it's a really good memory that okay. I've always had. Um, when I forget how old I was, maybe six, maybe seven years old. Um, I had when I was living with my mom and dad before I moved to the area that you grew up in, Hartford County, in Maryland. Um, uh, we lived in this, uh, you know, townhome. And I had a neighbor, her name was Summer. I don't know her last name, but she was like my, my best friend. Like we, I used to go over her house all the time and we would watch Disney movies. We would talk about everything. Me and her had this favorite movie. And it's, it actually, I looked it up just to double check. It is a Disney property, um, but it also has other like, you know, other production companies and stuff like that. But it was this movie called Hook. Sure. Um, it made me, it was me and her, we would act it out. I remember getting the sword, um, Peter Pan's sword from for Christmas. And she was always Peter Pan and I was always Rufio because I liked Rufio. Uh, I know how you feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but that movie, like my earliest memory, I, I remember like sleeping over her house, her, her parents making me sleep in the hallway because I was a boy and she was a girl. <laughs> sure. And I remember, I remember just going downstairs and we would act it out and have so much fun. Um, we would watch hook we would watch it almost every day like every day we watch it we would recite it we would go upstairs and recite it and play outside and like just the scene where i die where where rufio dies like i remember <laughs> this 
so much. I really wish I knew where she is in life right now. I'd love to just connect with her. Yeah. But hey, remember me? Um, <laughs> but that was a that was a good time. That was a really good memory. Um, it meant a lot to me. And uh, I was really young, so it was just like she was like my really my very first friend that I recall memory wise. Yep. And um, yeah, it just to this day, Hook still means a lot to me. It's one of one of my I, the story of Peter Pan itself is an amazing story. It's just you're never growing up; you're always yep. a child. It's it's a classic Disney like that's what Disney that's what the whole Disney Disney thing is. Yep. No matter how old you are, you're always going to be that child. That you when that, that you're always going to be that age where you saw that movie, so when you go to the parks, you're all you know you can be a millennial, you can be, <laughs> you can be a baby bloomer, you can be a Generation X, you can be whatever you are. You'll always remember when you go to that park, you transform into that age where you first remember Disney. Oh, and, I hundred yeah. percent agree. But it it's really funny that you have that with Hook because. I love Hook too, and apparently, apparently, it was not critically acclaimed. But I'm with you. Like I saw it as a kid, and I fell in love. I fell in love with that scene where they're fighting at the dinner table, and I wanted to try all of that weird food. Oh, I um, know. I, I, I actually I did the same thing with the acting out, not with Rufio, because I hate Rufio. But you know, we we'll talk. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. But I. My my sister would hate that I would ask her to do it because she didn't love Hook like I did. But I would make her be Peter Pan, and I was every pirate that got killed in. So she would have like a fake sword. I think we probably used one of those like present wrapper tubes, you know. Like yeah. so, she would use that. We both used one of those, and we would just act it out. And so every time a pirate came on screen, that'd be me. She'd kill me. I'd pop back up, fake my death because I was super dramatic back then. And then I jump back up and get killed again. So I, I'm right there with you with Hook. I, I love it. So I'm, I, it's cool that you have. We, you know, we didn't, we didn't know each other at that time. But it's funny how kids growing up can have like the same moments in their lives just based oh, off yeah. of a movie. But well, you know, speaking of the moments, there's um, if you when I when I'm sitting here talking to you, just listening to you tell stories and me just tell stories. Every it really does seem like every every moment I've had like as a, a young little lad all the <laughs> way up to teenagers all the way up to even in my 20s there's always been really big disney themed moments yeah and you know i talked about hook but another thing that like around 11 or 12 i used to have the mighty ducks <laughs> uh like bed sheet hot i mean i used to i never liked hockey but i used to always i had i remember going outside with um you know the uh, more friends and just playing hockey because of the Mighty Ducks. Like, you know, so the Mighty Ducks was a lot to me. Um, but one of my favorite hands down Disney movie of all time, and I know you know this for a fact, is Hercules. And yeah. it's sad because Hercules is is one of those that kind of fell between the cracks. If you look at it like number wise, if you look at like statistics, um, a lot of folks are like, what, Hercules? It's, sure, it's not Lion King. Sure, it's not this. No, Lion King was amazing. Little Mermaid was amazing. All these other movies are amazing. But for some reason, I responded to Hercules the most because I love Greek mythology. And I always love the I loved the little horse with wings. And I love the light and bold. And I, loved, I just loved everything about Hercules. I still have – actually, I still have dinner plates of Hercules. Yeah, I, from, remember, <laughs> I remember that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so, so – yeah, so – those are some things that, like, I mean, I had souvenirs. And I still keep, I still hold on to them. So those are things in my life that, you know. So my favorite, hands down, my, I, I'm gonna say my favorite Disney movie is this has to be Hercules. 
So with I'm right with I'm not right there with you. I love Hercules. I love the uh, the muses that are kind of singing in the background. I think they have some of the best songs that are in oh, yeah. Zero to Hero and, and all the songs that they do. Um, I love the directors. It's Ron and John, so they're kind of like Disney royalty. I mean, mm-hmm. they directed Moana. They directed Princess and the Frog. They directed Aladdin. Like they they are all over the place in like the top movies or or yeah i mean yeah i was just, just double checking but um they did great mass detective did little mermaid so they, they did well they did writing for some of them but they directed the last couple that i said but so they're all over the place and so yeah as soon as they're involved i'm all for it which is why moana is one of my favorite you know newer releases but yeah i'm, I'm it's with good you. yeah moana moana's pretty good you know if they ever make a live action hercules have you ever seen the movie little shop of horrors yep so that was a that was a live action. It was not animated or anything. Right. Um, but they still had they had people like doo wop singers. Right. Like yep. every every time the scene changes, they would narrate, and that's what Hercules the animated movie did. Yeah. Those 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 ladies. I really hope they do that again. <laughs> if they ever did a live action, make it funny. Make it have fun. Everyone's seen Hercules. Everyone's seen Clash of the Titans and all these other Hercules movies. So why not just make it fun? Like make you know, get Danny DeVito back. <laughs> so. I mean, the the I probably next episode, if not the one after that, we're going to kind of touch base on all the live action remakes. I mean, okay. l- lately they're making so much money that I guarantee Hercules, if it's not already being talked about, it will be soon. So I I wouldn't doubt that in the next several years you'll you'll be seeing exactly what you're looking for. Um, oh yeah. So. Uh, I had a couple well, was, more. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, keep going. Well, no, I was going to say, um, so I see, you know, um, there's obviously with the, the whole merger of Star Wars and Marvel, that definitely changed me in my 20s for her, for um, Disney. Yep. Um, obviously, uh, you know, it's weird. I, I didn't grow up and watch Star Wars right off the bat. I knew it was there. I was a naive. I knew all about Star Wars. I really didn't really catch on to it. Episode one came out. I really didn't catch on to it. It was episode two that really brought me into the Star Wars war. Now, at that time, Disney not did not own Star Wars. But right. episode two really got me in there. And then I love – I've said this before and I'll say it again. I love origin movies. I like <laughs> to see where people came from or how how history made itself. And so obviously episode three is probably hands down my favorite episode of Star Wars. And I know a lot of people were rolling <laughs> over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but after – but at, all of – out of everything, maybe if I grew up in the 70s, it would be different. But out of everything, episode three to me is my favorite. And it's just because it – to me it was like it, it just showed something that like you know I've always wanted to know. And it just it, – it was very satisfying. So – that's probably my best my favorite movie from Star Wars and probably my best memory is probably just watching that for the first time because I saw that in movie theaters so you're a crazy person uh, besides (laughs) besides for that you know it the main thing to take away is that it it got you into it which is which is cool but Mm -hmm. like with with me with Star Wars it was my Uncle Tom he Dusted. I mean, he. You know, I, obviously, I wasn't alive in the seventies and eighties. Well, barely the eighties either. So yeah. he brought you know this dusty old VHS set of the Star Wars movies, and he sat me down when I was God. I was young. I was probably seven, maybe. And he said, 
watch these all in a row. And, you know, I'm a kid. I'm like, yeah, sure. Six hours worth of movies done. I was amazed by Star Wars. I mean, we'll, we'll talk plenty of Star Wars as it gets closer to the oh, movie. Yeah. But, but yeah, that, that was, I mean, I am, I'm a huge, I mean, obviously Star Wars has such a crazy following that I can't say that I'm some sort of super fan. Cause I know that there is big weirdos. That, super fans out there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a, as sane of a super fan as you can get of Star Wars. So, I, I respect Star Wars. I respect the fans of Star Wars. Um, am I jealous that I'm not a super fan? Absolutely. I really wish I was a super fan. Yeah. But I just, um, you know, I, I respect it. I will see every single one. I will watch the television show. I, I will watch <laughs> that because I know it's coming on uh, Disney+. Plus. Yep. Shout out Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Again. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I definitely I, I respect this, um, Star Wars. Um, the, other th- the other thing I was saying was with the Marvel memory yep the marvel thing um i didn't um i didn't see iron man when um i thought oh this is pretty cool because i mean i saw all all three original spider-mans and when i say original spider-mans i mean like sam raimi spider-man um i seen the original charlie i seen all three of those in movie theaters and i was actually really that to me that was good it was really good but i wasn't disney yet so there was a good gap of of um basically just x-men Doing doing um comic book movies and things like that. So when I saw when I heard about Iron Man, that was pretty cool. I do I did know about Robert Downey Jr., but I didn't go to the movies and see that one. I think the very first one I saw in movie theaters was probably Iron Man Two, um just because it started. Everyone spoke so highly of Iron Man One, yeah. and then I think uh you know and then like the whole like okay well they're creating this universe like you started finally hearing the buzz about it and you know um i do know that marvel struggling and i do know that disney once they bought it and they started you know they made the right decisions we <laughs> talked about this before kevin feige he's a god yep. um <laughs> so but my earliest memory was definitely iron man 2 my funnest memory with um was definitely thor I had really fun with Thor. You were living in Team House with a whole bunch of guys, and I was there all the time. And I remember Thor was coming out. We heard about it. We saw the cool picture. And it's like, oh, this is pretty awesome. We were playing a game called Heroclix. Um, that's what I think my favorite – that's probably my favorite memory is seeing Thor because I'm pretty sure I saw it with a whole bunch of you guys, and it was just great. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, my my – I don't. I didn't mention this in the first podcast, but I figure I will since we talk about the you know kind of Marvel memories. My one of my favorite Marvel memories is just when the Avengers first came out. I went with it. I went with one of both of our old bosses, uh, Paul, and I oh, went. Yeah. I went to go see it with him, and just watching his reaction. I mean, he was. I mean, he's about I don't know ten years older than us maybe 15 years older yeah. than us or something like that and he is a huge comic nerd i mean he's a legit comic nerd whereas we call ourselves comic nerds and we just kind of follow a, a little bit he's actually the oh. one that buys it every week and buys it every month mm-hmm. and has the subscriptions at the comic book shops all that so yeah he he's the guy if you go to a comic book shop he's the guy running it <laughs> right, <laughs> like, basically right. yeah. like if he if he could own one he would probably own one right now yeah, but but watching it with him, I mean, I I I, will, I looked over at him sometimes, and he's his mouth is just open, and he's it's we both kind of had that feeling like, holy crap, they actually got, you know, however many years worth of movies 
to combine. I mean, obviously it was, you know, that times 10 once we got to end game, but that was the first time that was just like, like, what am I, what? This is insane. How can they even pull this off? But that, that, that always sticks out as like one of my, even though if you watch the Avengers now, it's, it, it, it's, it's still good, but it, it's, it doesn't look as good. And you know, the costumes aren't as great, but besides for that, just the memories you get from that, it's completely nuts. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%. The memories, it it doesn't really matter. One of my it's not, it's not on, you know, I'm going to I'm just going to give a good shout out. One of my favorite movies that I I don't talk about too often. And it's it's probably off time, definitely in my top 10, but it means a lot to me and it doesn't I wouldn't say it holds well if you look at like the graphics and things like that, but Hocus Pocus <laughs> okay, it's, it's 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 such a good. I love Halloween. I love fall. Fall is like my favorite, and that movie was just very peaceful and very, very. It was just very fun, and you know that it doesn't hold up well now. I watch it, and it's kind of like ah, oh, it's very cheesy. But the memories of watching it, and then watching it, watching it for the first time, then watching it for the eighteenth time, then watching <laughs> it for the hundredth time. I mean, I remember every single one, and it's just. It's so much fun. I can't wait for my daughter to get a little bit older so she can watch it and hopefully don't get scared. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, that that's kind of what it's all about. That's why we want to do a podcast because obviously it resonates pretty deeply with both of us. I mean, you know, we just Uh-oh. we just spent a, you know, another half an hour just kind of chit-chatting about your favorite memories. So, but uh-huh. I think that's kind of a, a good good stopping point. So, you know, like, um, again, appreciate anyone who has listened um i told rob earlier today that episode one had actually was up now it is eight views how you like that pretty good huh downloads yeah (laughs) sure whatever yeah i was gonna say i was like you can't see me so it must be a download but well you know i want i wanted to say this i didn't get the chance to say it to the other episode um thank you Devin, for letting me be a part of this this you know it's, it's really fun i'm having a lot of fun I love podcasting. I love, you know, talking and I love talking to people that are passionate about the same stuff that I'm passionate about. So as soon as you said you were going to do it, I mean, I was, I was a hundred percent on board. I wasn't, you know, because yeah. this, this is stuff that, you know, means a lot to you yeah. is, you know, and it means a lot to me. It means a lot to your wife. Um, it means a lot to my wife and my daughter. So it just, even my dog, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't mention it in my my first uh, introduction podcast, but yeah, I mean, even two of my dogs, the dogs that we didn't adopt, are named after Disney properties. So yeah, we we the four, all four of us, well five five, and then plus dogs <laughs> in our two families are 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 pretty well in, into it. So so yeah, so thanks again. Yeah. Uh, so Rob is a part of Couch on Fire, another podcast he hosts with Alex Haskins, uh, two dads, kind of talking about whatever topic. You know, comes to their mind basically right yeah and we have um we have different guests on all the time we just uh recently had another podcast on our show um and then um devin's been on the show a couple times mm-hmm. and uh it's pretty cool i like uh it's a, it's a really cool show yep so um you know go listen to them listen keep listen to us um again I, this is the weird part but i i did start even though i am awful with it because i am an 80 year old man but i did start a twitter so follow us at ov overlord um on twitter instagram is our mouse overlord um our gmail is our mouse overlord at gmail.com so if you want to send any sort of uh, you know send a question send any feedback you know 
tell us why we suck that's fine send it all up so that's that's it and i'll kind of leave us off on lovely rusty taylor singing again with when you wish upon a star so thanks rob and thanks for listening yeah have a great day anything that your heart desires